Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. So welcome to COVID Noise Filter. My name is Dr. Mark Yandere, and we are so happy to have guest co-hosting with us, Nurse Julia. Welcome to the show, Nurse Julia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be coming on board with you guys. Thank you so much. And now on to the show. Vaccine misinformation takes toll on Latinx communities. Vaccine data shows that Latinx people have been getting vaccinated at lower rates. Latinx represents 27% of the U.S. population, but only about 17% of those have been vaccinated. Part of the problem is the rapid spread of misinformation causing deeper mistrust by Latinx communities. That's right. In fact, in response, Oscar Landano has used his community organization, We Count, to gain trust within immigrant communities in Homestead, Florida, largely populated by Latinx people. Landano notes that many Latinx individuals get their vaccine news through the grapevine of social media and word of mouth communication. And as we've covered before, social media can ignite the fuse of misinformation, especially when it comes to vaccines. With this population, there can be a language barrier, further limiting greater access to accurate, unbiased, and factual information. Another facet of this mistrust in the vaccine comes from the historical mistrust by immigrant communities. Londano works with many undocumented immigrants who fear the vaccine could lead to getting deported. This is a community who has long been mistreated by leading powers and have a history of their privacy being invaded. In Florida, many vaccine sites require proof of residence, which has increased hesitancy from many of the Latinx population. However, Londano explains that this proof can be complicated for several members as the housing insecurity has impacted many Latinx. Landano's goal is to increase their public health literacy by providing them greater access to accurate information. In his office, he has a computer lab in which members can come in and take advantage of internet resources. He hopes to increase the trust through shared knowledge of the facts and mitigate the harmful misinformation that spreads within the community. And let me just say on a final note here that COVID noise filter was invented particularly to help fight this misinformation. Remember, misinformation spreads by a factor of six times more than real information spread. So we're in it here with Mr. Oscar Landano. Again, another COVID noise filter hero as far as we are concerned. Kudos to you for your great work, sir. COVID-19 and child marriage. What? An article from the New York Times explained that the pandemic has been increasing the risks of child marriage and is reversing the progress made in promoting education for young women worldwide. Child marriage is a union before the age of 18, and the United Nations Children's Fund 
is predicted that 10 million more girls will be at risk for child marriage because of forced school closure, elongated time spent home, and lack of access to reproductive health and contraception, as well as economic distress. Oh, Julia, this really breaks my heart. Yeah, to make matters worse, child marriage is linked with an increased chance of child pregnancy. Currently, pregnancy complications and childbirth are leading causes of death among girls between the ages of 15 and 19, especially in low- and middle-income countries. Not only are the mothers at an increased risk, but children of child brides are also at a higher risk for infant mortality. Yeah, that's an incredible statistic, Julia, that pregnancy complications and childbirth are leading causes of death among girls between the ages of 15 and 19. That is insane in low and middle income countries. Oh, my goodness. Younger girls are being forced into marriage with older men, and many see this as the only option to mitigate the effects of the pandemic. Currently, nearly 650 million girls and women were child brides. Many child advocates are reporting increases in areas where teen pregnancies have even tripled. Some areas have seen double the number of child marriages. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Many families in Nepal have faced huge economic devastation due to the decrease in remittances and tourism. Many men who worked abroad were forced to go home. One young girl married to help her father with his financial burdens and pay off certain properties. My goodness. Oh, God. The pandemic has hindered activists' ability to prevent child marriage and promote these young girls' education, but they're at a crossroads. Before the pandemic, preventing child marriage was already stigmatized in many communities. Local law enforcement often was not involved, and activists were at risk for physical and emotional violence. Even though child marriage is illegal in some areas, filing cases could hurt the children's future just as much. Now they have all this on top of keeping safe and preventing the spread of COVID. Another devastating story, another devastating element that we have to add to the already ongoing devastating stories that we hear about COVID. Right, Nurse Julia? It's just, it breaks my heart to read this. Yeah, it's so interesting just to see how uh, this pandemic has affected so many facets of life. This is definitely uh, astonishing. I'm blown away. Yeah, it's a a clear human rights violation. And again, uh, uh, much, much hope to these activists that are really able to help kind of turn that around. So we'll continue to follow the story. Baton Rouge nurse works to overcome vaccine hesitancy in her community. All right, I can tell you this. I'm going to love this story already. Being from southern, uh, southeastern Louisiana, this is going to be great. All right, so let's see what we got here. Throughout America, vaccine distribution has been disproportionate across racial and ethnic lines. Although communities of color have seen about twice the rate of death than white communities, they are being vaccinated at half the rate of white communities, according to the New York Times. This is no different in the state of Louisiana. 32% of Louisianans are Black, but only 23% of vaccinations in the state have been given to Black residents. There are some infrastructural issues that have made this the case, such as access to vaccination sites and internet quality. However, much of the hesitancy to get a vaccine among Black communities is due to a long history of medical racism. Now, according to the Times, one Baton Rouge hospice nurse, Miss Carla Brown, and she is my new hero, I will say, is working to overcome this hesitancy in her elderly Black patients. 
Ms. Brown has been talking to patients about the vaccine, encouraging them to receive it. She's motivated by personal experience. In July, her husband got COVID-19 and passed away. Now, the loss made her determined to help the most vulnerable that she could. So she began working at a hospice with the terminally ill. Yeah, Brown believes that the anxiety Black Americans feel about the vaccine would be best addressed by simply communicating with them. She has one-on-one conversations with her patients, providing accurate information while acknowledging a history of trauma. She also leverages her own experience as she has been vaccinated. She also takes patients to their appointments. Yeah, that's amazing. Ms. Brown's efforts in the community have had a promising butterfly effect after she has persuaded them to get the vaccine. They do the same for their loved ones. And it's it's people like this that we love highlighting on COVID Noise yeah. Filter because they really deserve to be in the limelight. So go, Ms. Carla Brown. We love you and respect sure. you here on COVID Noise Filter. Our new hero. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to noisefiltershow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc? Protect yourself and others by staying home, and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.